Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This show is dedicated to empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a women's life and career coach based in Manchester, UK. Each week, I'll be sharing stories, perspectives, and expertise from successful and inspiring women so you can feel empowered with the positive vibes and practical guidance to step into the next level version of you. So if you're craving more passion and purpose in your life or you're just looking for a boost in your busy day, make sure you're subscribed and let's dive in. Hi everyone, just jumping in quickly to introduce today's guest, Talia Delju. Talia is a transformational coach and she is all about encouraging you to create space for change, to create space for the inner work and self-discovery that many of us just don't make time for in our busy, busy lives. I particularly connected and loved this week's interview because we talk a lot about intuitive guidance, trusting your gut instincts, which you'll know if you've been here for any length of time, I am huge about. That is one of the biggest principles that I live my life by and share and encourage my clients to do as well. The number one thing that I get asked about is purpose. Cat, what is my purpose? How do I discover my purpose? I don't know what my purpose is. And so if you have found yourself asking that question at any point, then you are going to connect with today's message and advice and perspective from Talia because she is just incredible and you're going to get so much insight from it. So enjoy and do let us know your takeaways and thoughts afterwards as well. Welcome back to Put Yourself First, everyone, and welcome to today's guest, Talia. Say hello. Hi everyone, so happy to be here Kat, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for your time. So would you like to tell us your story? Every time I get asked this question I'm like where do you even begin because (laughs) I think we're all from a very young age kind of practicing for what we're really meant to be doing in our work and in our lives and um, you know for me today I I'm a transformational coach, which is basically a way of saying that I support people in making space for change, for positive change in their life um, through a lot of research based on positive psychology. And positive psychology is essentially the study of happiness and what it takes to live a meaningful and fulfilling life. And a lot of times when folks want to make changes, they think the things they want are going to make them happy when in reality there are very specific things that actually move the needle when it comes to our well-being. And so I help people kind of navigate the waters when they're making transitions or want to feel differently or do differently or see different results in their lives. And my road to this really began as a little girl watching my mom struggle through her career. And, and I recognized how for her and so many people, what we do for work and how we contribute to the world, how we show up in the world, really, you know, um, 
influences our sense of identity and our sense of worth and our sense of value. And for her specifically, I saw her really struggle with knowing who she was when the career stuff wasn't so clear and how unless there was a very clear path for her professionally, she didn't really have a sense of self or sense of worth or sense of value. And I just knew that I had to help other people in their lives through those changes because we're, we're all inevitably going to face changes in work and life. And we have to be able to come back to a strong center, a strong sense of self and worth and value despite the changes around us, despite the uncertainty, despite not knowing maybe what's next in our, in our work. And so, um, my, you know, academic and professional path was shaped through school. I went to get my degree in psychology. And then I worked as a leadership consultant for women in universities for a year. And then I went back to graduate school to receive my master's degree in positive psychology. And since then have gotten training in mindfulness-based stress reduction, Reiki, which is a type of healing energy work, um, and, and now deep transformational coaching. So it's kind of a combination of a lot of things, but Ultimately, it's about helping people really define who they are um, underneath all the titles and roles and layers of um, kind of false identities we feel like we sometimes maybe are hiding underneath. Wow, I, I love that. And I know that many women listening to this podcast, many women in my community, often this purpose thing comes up you know what is my purpose <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what my purpose is in life and when most of us say that re- realistically we mean our career don't we? we we mean like the thing that is putting money in our bank account and I know myself mm-hmm. and so many other people tie up so much of their identity in that so I'm just yeah. like resonating so much with what you're saying especially at this time of year there's a lot of pressure to you know strive for the next shiny object (laughs) absolutely yes yeah so what would you say are some of the kind of key philosophies key areas of guidance that you live your life by and you also walk your clients through as well in this process Yeah. So one of the first frameworks that I turn everybody to is, again, based on a lot of the research and theories in positive psychology. And it points us to basically five different elements that have been proven to lead to a high quality of life. And I know to your point, you know, we're always kind of chasing the next shiny object. It's a new year. We're looking for that next level and um, kind of chasing after this very convoluted abstract idea of success, whether we define that as a certain amount of money or a certain kind of lifestyle. Um, but really, it's it's not so much that we all want to be successful. It's that we all want to live a high quality of life. And the five things that lead to a high quality of life are the positive emotions that you experience in your days, how engaged you feel in the work you're doing, putting your strengths to use. Um, Relationships obviously affect your quality of life and play a significant role in your well-being, in your sense of fulfillment and happiness. The fourth is meaning. And this might seem a little obvious, but, you know, we all have to feel like what we're doing matters, who we are matters, how we're showing up matters. So where does that sense of meaning come from for you? And then the last is achievement. You know, as, as human beings, we all have this innate 
desire and motivation to accomplish and to grow and to, um, you know, build on what is good and continue evolving. And so when we can turn to those five elements, emotion, engagement, relationships, meaning and accomplishment, it really helps you kind of assess where you're at right now, why you feel the way you do, and where some changes need to be made. Um, Outside of that, I think a very simple piece of advice I give to myself all the time and to a lot of folks I work with and I speak a lot about on the podcast is that we overcomplicate a lot of things in life. This idea of like finding your purpose and your what is my calling and and like, like we we think that there are these big massive things and we have to search really hard to find the answers. But I think the problem that I've seen in my own life and that I see a lot of us facing is that we're so caught up in the speed of everything that we're not we're not seeing or hearing the signs that are literally right in front of us. And so the simplest practice is truly just to slow down in your everyday, slow down to start paying attention. I think we're getting really good at paying attention to a lot of things at once and multitasking and and distraction is kind of our, our normal state of being right now. But you know, mindfulness and meditation is nothing but focusing your attention on one thing. And if we can just slow down and start to pay better attention to how we feel, to what gives us energy, to when we lose sense of time and self, to what makes us feel joyful and strong, that's where a lot of our answers are. And again, I think we're quick to to look for these big answers outside of ourselves or to hire people to give us the answers when in reality, if we just took the time to slow down and that could look as simple as, you know, slowing down your pace when you walk, slow down how quickly you talk, slow down how quickly you drive, slow down how quickly you respond to emails in whatever way you can slow down, start to practice that and you'll start to, to, to tune into the information that is available to you right where you are. I completely agree and completely resonate with that. A lot of what I talk about on this podcast with my clients is that intuition. And I think the trouble with the whole conversation of, you know, what's my purpose? What's what's the meaning of my life? Is we are searching for those answers outside of ourselves, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Always, yeah. What you said there about meditation and mindfulness just... Yeah, because mm-hmm. especially as women as well, we're not very connected to our, we're not encouraged to be truly connected to our bodies, are we? So that right. wisdom often goes ignored or suppressed or, you mm-hmm. know, we're distracted with something else. Yeah, absolutely. We we kind of learn from a very young age to ignore the inner voice and to you know, value logic and your mind when in reality, our minds are very much based in fears and doubts and assumptions. And it's sometimes not until you quiet the mind that you're able to actually tune in. And then it's about trusting what you're hearing and, and not doubting yourself. It's very easy to doubt what comes up and to look for validation and to look for, um, yeah, someone else to say, yeah, you're right. But a lot of times we know we're just too afraid to trust it. So many of my clients go through that. I've been through that in myself in the past, I think. 
most of us know what the answer is deep down. We just don't quite want to hear it or we don't want to acknowledge it because the other thing with purpose and letting letting our truth unfold is that will bring up big decisions we have to make, you know, moving on from situations, mm-hmm. moving on from certain people, certain jobs, whatever it might be. And that is really difficult and scary. Yeah, and it's easy for our minds to immediately jump to what we're going to lose and, you know, what's going to be dangerous and what I'm going to risk and what's going to threaten my safety. But as much as you're walking, as much as you might be walking away from certain things, you're also walking towards a lot of things. So it's it's important to look at both sides and to remember that, yes, there might be things you're losing, but there are also things that you're gaining as well. And what is actually the priority for you? Yeah, completely. I would love to know about your personal practices with this, because as a coach, you obviously live these principles yourself and I'm sure you've stumbled into moments of your business or moments of your life where you felt that pull, you felt that um, you felt that gut instinct that something needs to shift mm-hmm. or pivot or change. How do you check in with yourself daily? And my next question leading on from that is what do you do and what would your advice be to someone? Who feels that pull and need, you know, to actually implement that change and move further towards their purpose? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first thing I'll say is that as a coach, yes, you practice a lot of these things, but by no means does it mean that I have my whole life figured out. And you know, these are still things that I struggle with and that I'm trying to practice. And you know, I. I share a lot with folks through my Instagram or whatever it is that I'm not teaching because I've perfected. I'm teaching what I'm also learning as I'm learning it. And why not just learn it together? Because otherwise we we don't need reasons to feel more isolated today. I think we're all kind of isolated and a little bit lonely. And so I come from that place of here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I'm trying. Maybe it'll help you too. Um, But for me, I'll give an example right now. So I run a um, year-long online program in my business called the Inner Work Circle. And it's basically, it's a program for small groups of women who go through as small, you know, groups every year um, to commit to themselves, to commit to their inner work, to their inner growth, to their expansion, to their self-discovery and development. Um, and it's, it's mainly online, you know, every week there's a lesson that you get and a practice to put into place. Once a month, we come together for virtual group sessions and then there is an in-person component with retreats, but I've been building this program out. I have my first group running through it right now and I just released applications for my second group, um, about a month ago towards the end of the year. And the wait list was super long for the program. I was really excited about it. I have a bunch of women who can now speak to their experience and provide testimonials. I thought everything was great and was going to continue to be great. And up until this day, I, I still have not received a single application for this second group. And for a lot of people, you might look at that and feel uncertain about your future. You might start to doubt 
yourself, your skills, your abilities, your business. Like, who am I? What am I doing? This is failure. I'm not filling my group. This isn't working. And I feel like for a lot of us that our default reaction to something like that is to assume failure and to make it about us, right? It's all about me. It's about my lack of ability. It's about, you know, whatever other negative limiting belief comes up for you. And for me through this past year, as I've kind of committed to my own inner work and development and spiritual journey, I've found myself having such a different reaction to the situation right now. And it's this like complete trust that this isn't working out because there's something else that's meant to work out. And I'm already seeing other things fall into place that I'm actually way more excited about than filling this second group. And for the longest time, I've been tuning into, you know, that, that intuition, that inner guidance, that inner voice that's pushing me to not do so much online anymore, because it's, again, it's, it's kind of, I think, in my opinion, at least a false sense of connection. And yes, we can build beautiful communities online. And yes, amazing things happen online. But I think through the coaching work that I do and the healing work that I do, I need to be, I need to feel connected with people in person, in real life, in real time. And I've been putting this intention out for, again, real connection and community in person. Yet, as I've been putting this intention out, I've also been trying really hard to fill this online program, right? And so there's these like two mixed messages. And I feel like my intention has really been kind of like I've handed it over to the universe and the universe is like, okay, well, if you don't want to be online and running these virtual things, then you can still launch this program, but no one's going to sign up for it, even though it filled quickly the first time. And I'm just going to watch you trust me and figure out that other things are meant to happen instead. And I don't know if, if that illustrates my point super well, but the point I'm trying to make here is that when we set intentions and tune into what we really feel like we need to feel excited, happy, energized about the work we're doing and, and are clear about that intention, the universe, at least in, in my experience, like really hears that and supports that. And you really just have to trust that things will happen and unfold the way they're meant to support that intention. And, and it could completely be perceived as, again, failure and move you into this headspace of doubt and uncertainty. Who am I? What am I doing? I shouldn't be an entrepreneur. All my programs suck. <laughs> but I have so much evidence to prove that the program is great. People are in it. It's working fine. And this isn't working out because something else is meant to. So I don't know if that helps anybody to hear, but I think a lot of times, you know, things don't work out in the service of something greater um, coming together. And we really just have to be patient in that process. Thank you so much for sharing that, first of all. We've all been there, haven't we? We've all tried yeah. something and tried again and tried again and tried again and we keep falling flat on our face. And I'm a spiritual person too and I, I've had moments last year where I've been like, universe, why isn't this working? And I think... The thing with intuition is it's so it's so in flow, isn't it? It's so easy that you can't be forcing something that isn't working whilst also connecting with that. It's like those two opposing mm -hmm. energies, isn't it? And yeah, my, my word of the year for 2020 is surrender because I am so on board for I love that. letting go and trusting that whatever is gonna fall into place is is on the right path for me 
But mm-hmm. there's so much putting your ego aside in those moments, isn't there? Like, how did you, how did you deal with that at the time? And how, what advice would you give to someone who is going through something similar like that in terms of they need to let something go? Or maybe, mm-hmm. they, maybe they know they need to take the leap into something and jump into something new. How did you actually, yeah. how did you follow through and make that decision for yourself? Because it's not an easy, you know, overnight decision to make, is it? I think the first thing is that I'm just, it's it's important to be really in touch with the emotions that are coming up for you and to start, like I said, slowing down and paying attention to how the things you're putting your energy into actually make you feel. So if I were to slow down and stop and say, okay, what's the energy and the emotion behind this second group? Am I doing it because I feel like I should and it's going to make me a lot of money? Am I doing it because it genuinely feels exciting and energizing and of service? Am I doing it because, you know, it's easy to put it together because I've already done one and everything can be automated? Like, what's the true intention? And for me, when I came back to that intention, I recognized that it it leaned more towards the side of, you know, I might as well, I've done it once already. It's, it is great financially for my business. Um, but there was something missing when it came to like, the true excitement of getting the second group up and running. And it was because of, like I mentioned before, there's a lot of resistance for me around building this like online virtual business. I think for me so much is lost in the way we do work online today. And, um, and so turning back to that was definitely helpful. And then I think when you're in moments of, you know, questioning or having trouble really accepting whatever circumstance is happening to you or coming your way, there are essentially four ways that we respond to those types of external situations. And the first is drama. So if I were to be in a situation and respond from a drama perspective, the mind would would immediately jump to questions like, why is this happening to me? What's wrong with me? And I start to play the victim. We've all been there before, right? <laughs> so that's the first way to respond to a situation like that. The second way is situation, which is, okay, what's the problem here and how can I fix it quickly? So if I had come to that to this situation from Um, that perspective, I maybe would have looked at things and said, okay, the problem is not enough people know about it. So I have to build my email list and, you know, X, Y, Z without really tuning in to ask myself, is this what I really even want? Right? So we're jumping to quickly fix the problem and find a solution. The third is choice. And the question here in situations where, like you said, we maybe have to make a big decision or things aren't going our way. The question here is, who do I choose to be in this situation? Do I choose to be someone who doubts herself, who makes it about her, who gives in to the fear? Or do I choose to be someone who is trusting? Do I choose to be someone who stands strong and can see the bigger picture? Do I choose to be someone who X, Y, Z? And recognizing that you have the choice to respond and the choice to figure out who you want to be and how you want to engage in the situation can be extremely empowering for people who tend to feel like they're the victim to the circumstances in their life. And then the fourth way is opportunity. And the question here is, what is trying to emerge 
for me? And that's the question I've continued to come to when this group hasn't been filling, when no one's been, you know, filling out the application, regardless of how long the wait list was. The question that I've continued to come back to has not been, why is this happening to me? You know, what's wrong with me? How can I fix this? But it's instead been, what else is trying to happen that maybe I'm not considering? What else wants to emerge for me? And how can I get out of the way and let that reveal itself? Um, again, it is definitely more of kind of a spiritual take on things, but I think it kind of gets us out of our own heads and, and helps us kind of tap into this bigger story that there's so much around you that's working in your favor and trying to support your greatest intentions. And when you can just let go of that control, which is very, very hard to do for myself even, but when you can let go and pay attention to how it's already showing up, I think we can sometimes take take our hands off the wheel and just, to your point, surrender a little bit deeper to whatever's happening around us. Incredible. Thank you so much. I would love to know what your daily practices are what your daily routine looks like um whether that's your morning routine evening routine like when are you finding time when are you finding time for yourself when are you finding time for that connection on a daily yeah. basis because a huge thing for me is the reason this podcast is called put yourself first is so many of us deny ourselves that time in our day this is one of my biggest challenges, um, is creating a routine for myself as a solo entrepreneur who works for myself, by myself, with myself, out of my home every day. It's very hard for me to implement the changes that I want to see when it comes to my habits and my routine, because there's very little accountability and we all need external accountability, I think in, in many ways. And I don't really have that. Um, and and I think I also have, there's a lot of pressure around what entrepreneurship should look like, right? I should have a really strict morning routine. I should, you know, get up super early and clear my inbox. And there are a lot of shoulds and rules that just don't feel exciting to me. And I sleep in for as long as my body needs to. It's a blessing that I have the opportunity and chance to do that, right? And that's a part of this practice of tuning in and listening, you know, what is my body trying to tell me? If I want to rest, I want to rest. Um, so to be honest, every single day of my life looks very different. I don't have a typical day. I don't have a certain time that I wake up in the morning. I don't have any specific practices that I do in a very disciplined way. Um, and I used to judge myself a lot for that and think that was bad and think that was wrong or think that other people would judge me for it. But it's, it's just kind of the way that works for me right now. And, you know, I think I'm starting to feel a little bit of a call to make some changes. Um, just when it comes to leaving the house a little bit more, getting into some co-working spaces, being around people. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't think I'll ever be that person who's up at 6am at the gym at 630, you know, getting a workout in journaling for 15 minutes, like, that feels a little too constricting to me and, and limiting. Um, so yeah, every day looks different and, and, and that's okay. I think we need to give ourselves permission to really design our days in the ways that feel the best to us. And, um, it's not to say this will always feel great to me, but that's kind of what my life looks like right now. And, um, 
And I think, you know, in terms of what I try to do every day, even if it's not in the same way or at the same time every day, being outside for me is super important, connecting with nature, putting my bare feet on the ground um, and just kind of grounding and connecting to my breath, whether it's for 30 seconds or 30 minutes. Um, And music and dance for me are really important ways to express myself, to move my body to, um, you know, release and get energy out. And so, you know, I go to dance once a week. um, And yeah, and just find kind of different ways in my day to day. I have a dog. So being outside with her, playing with her, um, those are all ways that get me out of my head. And, um, and yeah, it's probably not the answer you expected. But that's kind of what what it looks like for me right now. No, I love it. I really love it. I try as much as I can, like you, to get up when I need to get up. Again, we both we both work for ourselves, so we have that luxury. But yeah, sleep mm-hmm. sleep is a well slept person is just is gonna can take over the world, I believe. Mm. <laughs> like I'm yeah, not absolutely. I'm just not it's not the same when you've not slept you're not showing up for clients I'm sure you can relate you're yeah. not groggy and just yeah not mm-hmm. not aligned with your intuition at all <laughs> yeah totally okay so finally before we move into the quick round questions I would love to know if you have a word or an intention for 2020 and if you do I'd love you to share it with us I do. I love this question. Um, and for me, the the word or the action um, that is really shaping this year is receiving. Um, whether it's receiving guidance, receiving um, help, receiving abundance, receiving the gifts life has to offer, receiving advice. Um, just opening myself up to receiving and to taking in um, the things that will elevate me. I think we are all very much used to being told that giving is better, being the giver, helping, being the fixer, putting energy and and um, time into other people. I mean, you know, the title of this podcast is "Put Yourself First" because we we tend to not be comfortable in the receiving state or on the receiving end of things. So for me, it's about being open to receiving, being willing to receive, um, and really letting go of control and getting used to being on the other side of, of, um, the exchange, if you will. So that's, that's my word for the year. Incredible. Thank you. So these are the quick round questions I ask every guest at the end of the podcast. So as put yourself first, is all about empowering women to put themselves first and achieve their goals. Question number one is what is your go-to self-care ritual? And this could be something that you turn to after a stressful day, if you just feel like you need to check in, if you need if you know you need some TLC. Yeah, I would I would say dance, going to a dance class. Love it. Second question is what is challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently? Um, exactly what I shared about my business. The challenge has been seeing things not work out, but trusting that greater things need that space to fall into place. Amazing. Third question is, 
what are your goals for 2020? <laughs> to be open to receiving, to create offerings that prioritize real connection in person and get people um, in community and kind of back to their back to their roots, back to the natural ways of being in the world. I think we the way we live, the way we work, the way we sleep, the way we the way we do things, I think is so far from natural and and I'd really like to help bring people back into what what is natural for them. Exciting stuff. Do you have a favorite resource that you are loving at the moment? Um, favorite resource at the moment. I'm reading a book that actually one of my dear friends and former clients gave to me called The Power of Receiving, um, which is definitely influencing my word for the year. So that's a great resource I would turn anyone listening to. Amazing. Who's that by? That is a great question. I'm going to look <laughs> it up. I'm going to look it up on my phone as you continue asking your questions. <laughs> okay. Um, the last question is last but not least and it's just where can people go to follow you online to keep up with everything that you're doing yes so you can find me most active on Instagram at Talia Delju and then I also do have a podcast called Sincerely Me and it's all about inner work and self-discovery um and then my website, taliadelju.com. There are a lot of exciting things coming up this year. I'm hosting a retreat in Bali, Indonesia in October. I actually just announced that yesterday. Um, and there are going to be a lot of other fun retreats in store between now and then. So Instagram is probably the best place to find out about that. And the book, The Power of Receiving, that I mentioned is by a woman named Amanda Owen amazing thank you so much talia it's been lovely speaking to you thank you kat you as well thank you for all the work you're putting out into the world and the messages that you're sharing with women who need it thank you for tuning in to put yourself first today if you resonated with this episode don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss another one and please consider leaving a rating and review in apple podcasts and if you know another woman who needs to hear this one today why not message her now with the link to keep up with me access more free resources find out more about one-on-one and group coaching or to just drop by and say hi find me at cat underscore horrocks on instagram or head to cathorrocks.com have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to put yourself first.